Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Let me bang I do let you bang. Let me bang you, Let me bang you, Let me bang you, Greetings, Marys and Virgins. Go for Jesus! No for gay Jesus, people! Ladies and gentlemen, it is time once again for your favorite mixed martial arts podcast. Recording out of Los Angeles, California, it's MMA Roasted with Adam Hunter. What's up, people? Welcome to a Brand MMA Roasted Podcast. It's always the same link. You know that, right? I, know, the, I didn't ask for the link today. Uh, Sean did. He's like, I didn't send me the link. I'm, it's been the same link for four years. Like, <laughs> the exact same link. I always, but uh, how are you doing, Bill? Good. I just got tapped by a white belt. You really? So good. Yeah, because I just get gassed. There's did, a certain point where, like, you're doing a 10-minute round. I'm gassed. I don't know. I need to. I need to figure out my cardio. What did he tap you with? I mean, it, it wasn't even like you know what. It, it, this is like the most pussy thing you can do, because like I didn't really give him the choke, but he was. I was in turtle, and he was. He kind of was doing a clock choke. He had some pressure on me, and I was like, "Let me tap before he gets the choke, so it's a tap because I'm gassed." What? But as opposed to attack because I got actually choked. It's like, oh man, sorry. Like it's like you know, there's all these shitty black belt tricks you do. Like if someone's about to tap you, you go, you go, wait, stop. You just need to make an adjustment, and then you give them the adjustment, and then they tap you, but it doesn't count because wait, uh, you okay, gave them the adjustment. Tap you, and you're a black belt. <laughs> you give them the adjustment to tell them what to do, so that way it seems like you're helping them. And yeah, then they so when they you. tap you, does it really count? Oh, come on. <laughs> what is that? I'm not going to say I do that. I'm saying I've experienced that. I've seen that happen. So like in wrestling, if someone's like you basically you would pin yourself uh, like I don't I don't understand <laughs> what the what the like, oh, you don't quite have to pin. You need to like adjust your head. Look. OK, now you got the pin. Good job. But now. OK, so now this guy is a white belt is going to go around saying he tapped the brown belt. I was also in front of my uh, my master, ah! which and I just, the second I tapped, I was like, I'm gassed. But, okay, in, in my defense, I had tapped him three times before in the role. Yeah, because you're a brown belt. I mean, I mean you're supposed to. I, I'm a black belt. You're, oh, you're a black belt. So it's and even got, more humiliating. You got tapped by a white belt because, <laughs> because you were tired. So. Okay, but I will say this. The guy had face tattoos. And he's okay. an AA, which is like a combination. Like, when you have face tattoos and you're an AA, it means that you're a hard charger. It means that you used to like beat people up in the streets for fun. Now, would he have? Now, would he have tapped you? Um, like, if if he would have got the actual choking. At that point, yeah. If it was, if I if I wasn't gassed, there's no way. No, but he is strong. Oh, I mean, man. he's a, he's a strong dude. 
Let's let's get Don Fry's opinion on this. Uh, so, so Don, Bill is that we just started the podcast. Bill is at jujitsu right now. Yes, oh, great. What's that? Don's a white belt in Wi-Fi. All right, so Bill is at jujitsu right now. He's a black belt, and he just got tapped by a white belt. But he said it's only because he was tired, so he basically tapped before the guy he had to, the guy had to choke in. That way he wouldn't say he got tapped by the choke. He got. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Leave, go ahead, Don. Go ahead. Go into me. It's fine. I get it. I deserve it. Rip me apart. You, you don't deserve anything if you get tapped by a white belt. <laughs> you, know. you should uh, turn that belt in. You know, I mean, how the hell did you get a black belt, anyways? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Good question. And he says because they were they said they were rolling for 10 minutes. That's why. It was a 10 minute roll. And and that's what which is not like normally mm. don't you guys roll for a half an hour, 45 minutes? It wasn't hour? my first roll of the of the day. He was my oh, third no. roll. Oh no. And then you had you had sex this morning and you have a terrible hangover and you got in a car wreck on the way to the dojo. How do you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sean, you're a high-level jiu-jitsu. So Bill is coming back from jiu-jitsu class. Uh, we just started the podcast a second ago. He's very he's very embarrassed. He got tapped by a white belt. Now, he's a black belt in front of his master, in front of his sensei. He yeah. said because he was tired, so he turtled up and then tapped before the guy even got the choke in. Yeah, that, that could happen. I uh, I got tapped one time by a guy who didn't even do jujitsu. I had literally not been tapped in training in eighteen months. Of course, I only trained three times in those eighteen months. But no, I had not. Uh, I had not been tapped for over a year and a half by anyone, even out of extreme couture by their coaches. They had gotten the better of me and had beat me jujitsu wise, but no one had submitted me. Like when uh, after I was in the UFC, you know, about like by my third fight or whatever, I was getting pretty good. And uh, a kickboxer wanted to roll with me. And um, like, so I could show him a few things and he immediately drops me into a guillotine and I assumed I could just get out of it because he doesn't know what he was doing. And he actually choked me and I passed out. Like he actually choked me completely unconscious. A guy with zero experience, like he had never done jujitsu, anything like he just reached up and grabbed a guillotine. And I was like, man, he's got that pretty tight for, you know, a guy that doesn't know what he's doing. And then all of a sudden I was waking up and didn't remember what happened. I got tapped. My first jujitsu, Sam Tripoli and me took a class together. And I never taken jiu-jitsu, so I went for a double leg, left my thing out, and he and he choked me. Oh. And I was like, so I ta- I didn't know what I was doing. I tapped. He he had not given me a rematch for fucking <laughs> ten, yeah. twelve years, and, and and he tells everyone that he fucking. Is it Sam Tripoli said this? Yeah, Sam Tripoli. He fucking. I asked oh, you him can a, take Sam Tripoli. I asked him a hundred times, like, let's go again. Now that I know, and he's like, nope. I'm not gonna do it. So you know, uh, it is what it is. But but but, Bill, how do you? What did your master say or your sensei? Well, he was trying to be nice because he said he said, look, even a Ferrari doesn't move if, if it runs out of gas. And I was like, well, I'm not really Ferrari. I'll take a I'll take a Toyota Prius, but um... but you are full of gas. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. You had one thing in common with a Ferrari, at least. Wait, Sean, have you ever done this move where someone's about to about to choke you, but it's on the border and you're like you're the elder, you're the higher belt, so you give them an adjustment, and then they are able to do the choke, and you're like, good job, but you don't really give them credit for the choke because you gave them the adjustment. Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, no, like yeah, as if you're instructing them. I know uh, Tim Sylvia was famous for getting a cramp right as 
you were about to tap and be like, oh, he cramp, 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 like in his leg or whatever. And I'm like, okay, what's that have to do with my arm, with your arm I've got twisted behind your back? Uh, that was his famous one. Uh, yeah, the cramping. Uh, he always had the the phantom cramp. So I never, I never, I never tapped him to a submission, but I tapped him to cramps over a hundred times. So I had, I had a friend that was, I have a friend who's a very high level comedian, great comedian. And he was rolling with, uh, just say it's Brendan Shaw. Come on. We know uh, who you're talking about. He, he, he was rolling with that. What was that guy that beat Randy Couture that was on celebrity rehab? That guy, he was a UFC champion. He was, Big drug addict, like Rico uh, Rodriguez. Yeah, Rico Rodriguez. He was rolling with him, and he, he he's like, and Ro Rico was squeezing, and he's like, "I'm gonna shit my pants." And Rico's like, "Ha ha ha!" And then he shit his pants. <laughs> <laughs> That'll do it. Yeah, that's a good way to avoid a tap. <laughs> uh, so I did Gutfeld this week. You, you guys watch it? Yeah. Uh, Sean yeah. watched it. Uh, no, I didn't. I didn't. I'm still waiting for you to get there. You know, I mean, I'm a, I didn't have faith in you once again. Thank you. Thank you very much. Congratulations, by the way. That's awesome, Adam. No, I was. It was. I. I love it. I love the people. Were so nice. I'm an idiot though. I'm, I'm sitting next to Kennedy from MTV. Right? She, it was me, Kennedy, and she, they were all so nice. Like treating me like 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 fucking gold. Guffel was was beyond cool. So I'm like, Kennedy, I'm like a big fan of yours from MTV. And she's like, oh, thank you so much. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm like, I'm old, right? Uh, but I meant to, yeah. you know, I'm like, why would I say that? Like, well, this would mean that she was older, you know? Like, I'm, right. like, uh, I'm like, but, but she looks great. She's cool as shit. But it was one of those things yeah. where I'm like, I was trying to be nice. And I'm like, I'm a, such a moron. Uh, like, why would I? I was yeah. trying. Yeah, yeah. The but, only way you cover your tracks with that is you got to fuck her. You know what I mean? That's the only way to recover. <laughs> That's the only way. Uh, don't, don't, don't break her hip. Don't break her hip while you do it either. Well, you ever say anything stupid to a celebrity or to, uh, like when you first meet them? Oh my God. I have like one of the worst examples of that ever. I was, uh, this sounds very name droppy, but I, I, I was with Sigourney Weaver because I did a play with her. And I was like, I'm going to make a, I'm going to hit on her. So I started talking about like, like, sexual potential and yoga and shit like that. I was really drunk. And she literally said, uh, she asked for the check and I never saw her again. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of holes in that story. Uh, that's uh. <laughs> um, uh, more than in your gas tank. Now, so, <laughs> but so, yeah. So anyway, so that was cool. And then I, I, I uh, did a show, uh, but then that night, right. I'm like, I'm going to stay in the hotel. I'm going to watch Gutfeld. I was happy the way it came off. Super happy. Yeah. And my friend, of course, like, hey, come down to this comedy club. I'm like, dude, last time I was there, it was beyond depressing. And no, I, I fixed it up. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be packed, right? So I go down to the village, and there's like four people there. Uh, it, it was yeah. the day after Halloween. So I didn't even watch this, my own show because I'm like, well, this is what got me there, you know? It reminded <laughs> me, dude, the, the day after I did The Tonight Show, right? They flew me onto a, 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 a cruise ship. Like, I did the Leno. I was so fucking psyched. I'm like, this is it. So I do a joke, and the joke gets nothing. And I, I go to the crowd. I go, last night I did that show on the, on the uh, Tonight Show. And some lady in the crowd goes, I didn't laugh then either. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, man. Don, uh, yeah, yeah. you That's ever have a humbling moment after you won the UFC championship or anything? What's that now? You ever get humbled really quick after you won the, the championship? Oh, yeah, all the time. All the fucking time. Oh, shit. I mean, Mark Coleman humbled, humbled me real good. You know, jeez. <laughs> yeah, but I'm saying like afterwards, like you ever like think you're the shit, and then all of a sudden you get a reality check real fucking quick. Um, <laughs> but 
no, I've been, I've been real lucky about that. I don't think that's happened. You know? Well, that's, that, that's good. And then I, so then I saw, saw my friend, Rich Aronovich, who I love dude, Sean, so this guy, Rich, we're like, we're good friends with this other comic who always asked to borrow money. Like every time, like, and he's doing great. He's always on television. <laughs> um, th th so, th th so he, he hits up my friend Rich for money, right? Rich tells him that I won the lottery. He goes, no, I don't have any <laughs> money, but Adam Hunter just won the lottery. So, so you should ask him. So he, he hits me up and he's like, hey, man, oh, no. I heard you won the lottery. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't win the fucking lottery. Like, Who are you any fun? Yeah, it was pretty fucking funny, though. Uh, uh, what's, the, what's the best prank you ever pulled, Sean? Uh, mine was when I didn't like my uh, college basketball coach for so for over 20 years. I would have people call him acting like uh, they were a high school, like a high school basketball player scout who play sold players to college coaches. And uh, his name was Tony Giamani. He was a real mouthy Italian, which is kind of redundant, but uh, yeah. he was a real mouthy uh, Italian uh, street scout. And he would always call up the, my, my old coach and he would always claim that he had a player for him, but they would always have like a drawback. So like this one player was named Terry Stuffin McGuffin. And he said his only drawback was he had a mild addiction to gay porn. So he had to have it on tap all the time. So like he said, at halftime, he's not going to be able to listen to you talk. He's going to have to watch some gay porn. But other than that, he'll put 40 in a night. He'll score 40 points, get 10 rebounds. Or we had a player that was just like Shaquille O'Neal, except six foot tall and white and couldn't dunk. <laughs> but other than that, that he exactly was exactly right. like Shaq. And I had friends for 20 years. I had friends. This is like a monthly thing. We'd send him postcards from other countries they were in saying they were out scouting players and acting like it's the same guy. And he would like, when we would call, he would like be screaming, I'm going to find out who you are, you know, blah, blah, blah. We sent all kind of threatening stuff to him to this day. He doesn't know who did it. Dude, but, there's uh, a comic. I know a comic. I know who he's kind of like you, Sean, where he just does things to make himself laugh, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, so you know how you get those like th from Africa, like, Hey, you know, you, you're going to win a million dollars or you've come into this money and then they take your, your credit card info or whatever. And they just rob right. you. Because so everybody would, needs your credit card if they're going to give you money. Right. Some <laughs> bullshit. So he would be like, okay, I, I have the money for you. And he posts a picture of him holding a check, but you got to, but you got to do something for me. I need a picture of you holding your dick. Right. So he right. made a website of all these people in Africa with their, <laughs> their hands, their dicks in someone else's hand. Like, like, oh my God. Doing like, he, this website's up right now. You can see this website of people doing like fucking triangles. Like, like this guy, like, and he did it just for to make himself laugh. Like, like just for his own, <laughs> dude, this fucking guy, he, uh, he would get pussy. This is how he got pussy. He made a fake Facebook profile of this him and this of this hot chick that like was his friend. And then he would go to Ohio. Let's say he was going to Toledo, Ohio. He'd he would he'd be like, he would email these hot girls from the friend and be like, hey, my boyfriend or my 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 husband's coming to your town. Please don't sleep with him. Uh but you're allowed to blow him. But we have an arrangement. Then he would hit the girl up as him, right? And be like, hey, what's going on? He said nine out of times the girl would fuck him and be like, hey, don't tell Jennifer about us. What happened? Oh, my God. <laughs> like. Scandalous, man. That's what, you know, they say, that's that old thing that if you wear a wedding ring, women are more likely to hit on you just because of the competition. I never believed that was true, and I would never stoop so low. But I know a lot of dudes that swear that worked, man. Like, they, yeah, they swear. Yeah. Oh, so. crazy. What's, uh, what's the best prank you ever pulled, Bill? 
God, I don't know. I feel like you got you got to give that to, to, to Mr. Fry. I think he's got some good ones because mine are stupid. Mine was like a, a stage manager to play would always eat her Oreo cookies. So I, I went in and I opened the, the Oreo cookie and I scooped out the middle and I put in like wasabi and ghost peppers and then put them all back on the whole thing. And then oh, like shit. an hour later, I look back and every Oreo cookie had been like opened because oh clearly he, he bit into a couple. And then he walked by me and goes, joke's on you. I like wasabi. <laughs> yeah, not the craziest. Don, you? Yeah. Now that it's summer, you might be looking for wholesome, convenient meals for sunny, active days. I, I know I am, okay? And Factor, which is America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. Not number two, number one. It can help you fuel up fast with flavorful and nutritious ready-to-eat meals delivered right to your door. You'll save time. You'll eat well and you'll stay on track reaching your goals, okay? Are you too busy with summer plans to cook? I am. It takes me forever to cook and I ruin the meals. But I want to make sure that I'm eating well and so should you. Well, with factors, skip the trip to the grocery store and skip the chopping and the prepping and the cleaning, okay? While still getting the flavor and the nutritional quality you need. The factor is fresh, never frozen. Ew. Uh, their meals are ready in just two minutes. That's right, two minutes. Although when I... Do stuff in two minutes, my wife complains, okay? But not with Factor. All you got to do is heat and enjoy and then get back outside and soak up this warm weather. Vitamin D, all right? Looking for calorie-conscious options this summer? You can try the delicious, dietitian approved calorie-smart meals with around or less than 550 calories per serving. That's that's, that's nothing. That's You burn that off, I don't know, jogging, all right? You need an extra boost, to support your wellness goals this summer? I do. We'll try the Protein Plus meals with 30 grams of protein. Hell yeah. Get get rough. Look, look at these guns, people. All right? So check it out. Check out Factor. Head to factormeals.com slash roasted50 and use code roasted50 and get 50% off your first box. That's half off your first box. That's code roasted50 at factormeals.com slash Roasted 50 to get 50% off your first box. All right. Check it out. You're going to thank me later. I got this cute dog. She's she's teething right now, uh, but she's she's adorable. All right. No more biting. You got to get some chew toys. So thank you guys so much. Hope you guys are having a wonderful day and check out Factor right now. Ah, help her. I can't remember. You know, jeez. Ah. I don't remember. Oh. You know, you have to give me some time to think that one out. So, what, I, about, I, what about you, Adam? Uh, I, I was a dick. Like, when I was sent to boarding school, my my roommate was a real asshole. And he used to pick on me. He was like, you know, 160 pounds, and I was 82 pounds. So I used to be like, hey, you know, Brian, your mom's a whore, right? And then he would come in barefoot, and then I would put thumbtacks. Don't know why he pick on you. Thumbtacks all over the ground. So he would step oh on Oh, my all God. The, yeah, I, I would do some evil shit like that. I don't like know that. if that's a prank, really. <laughs> I think that's just like torture. <laughs> Adam's like, I kidnapped this guy once and uh, yeah. tortured him for like six weeks. It was crazy. Was yeah, amazing. I pulled out his fingernails. It was the best prank I've ever pulled. <laughs> I was 13. Uh, so I did a show last week at the South Point. And of course, it's the Native American bull riding finals. Oh, right? my God. So it's it's the convention. It was all Native Americans, right? And and like the, the and so by the time the show came, which is a mid midnight, 30 to 1230, yeah. a lot of them are drunk, right? So, of course, <laughs> what a stereotype time, you're making there, Adam. All, all Native Americans are drunk. How dare you? Of course, it was 1230 p.m., he means. <laughs> yeah. 
the first comic goes on and makes a thing about he calls him gay or something. Uh, and then next thing you know, some guy starts yelling, give us back our land. Right. <laughs> but it was a black guy, too. <laughs> like, it wasn't even like a Native American. Like, <laughs> so, so he got thrown out. Meanwhile, he was talking about Palestine. Yeah. I was at a I was at an Indian casino one time and I lost like fifteen hundred dollars in ten minutes playing blackjack, trying to use the system to where like you bet fifty if you lose double it. If you lose double it, you're bound to win. You're not gonna lose seven times in a row. Well, apparently you can if you're me. So I lost five, six hands in a row doubling. So I'm out, whatever, fifteen, eighteen hundred dollars. And uh I was out of cash. So I like it was a Native American casino, and I said, Well, I guess that settles us up for Missouri, huh? <laughs> and, uh, I stood up and the guy was like, what? I was like, nothing, just never mind. He's like, I'm not even Native American. I was like, all right, dude, I'm just trying to be funny. Never mind. Dude, I got booked at an Indian casino one time on Columbus Day. Uh. Like, that's not the time you want to have. So so I was on stage and I'm like, I was going to make a joke about you guys, but I have my reservations. Like, I was making a lot of jokes. Uh. Like that. <laughs> um, meanwhile, so, and then there was a porn star I met on the show who uh, like is a hot porn star, but she told me she was a grandma um, and she's still doing porn. Katie her, Morgan? Her name was, Ke she was with Katie Morgan. It was Kiki Dare, right? Um, mm. Or Kiki Dare or Dare. But is this kind of weird having your grandma? Dare, it was really a, a fancy, fancy she's name. She's only 30 years old. <laughs> Isn't it weird if your grandma's a porn star? I mean, wouldn't that kind of throw you off a little bit? Sean, yeah, Lee. yeah, I'm assuming her granddaughter has even, like I said, daddy issues, has granddaddy issues, also. Like, she's probably got yeah. all kind of issues, yeah. Uh, so then my I, grandma's uh, a porn star is a good, it would be a name for a good series, by the way. You should write that. <laughs> my grandma's a porn star, dude. It was, uh, it, it was funny, man. Like, um, I was, uh, doing a, I was, I was talking to this record guy just now, and he was saying, um, about, about doing an album with him, yada, yada. And I was talking about how, yeah, I was making jokes about the homeless on Gutfeld. And he's like, I was like happy in some ways that the Israel didn't get brought up. And so, you know, I had jokes prepared, but I'm like, he's like, yeah, you know, it's all about uh, uh, punching down. It's, it's the punching down festival. I'm like, that'd be a good name of a comedy festival, punching down or comedy yeah, night. Or, it like, actually would. Like yeah. all you do, yeah. like people always got to punch up. Like imagine the whole night is dedicated to punching down. Oh, that'd be um, great. By the way, so I got into it with this. So this comic hit me up, right? This comic. Wait hit a minute. Me that would also be a great name for a UFC pay-per-view where Alexander Volkanovsky's fighting. Sorry. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's short. Right. No, I got it. I got it. Yo, so, dude, this comic hit me up. I met this comic and I would ask him. I'm like, hey, when you're in town, I'll do a spot. You could do a spot at the dime bar, right? And uh, then I just forgot about it, right? He hit me up. I was like, remind me when it's closer. So then, then I like overbooked it and he's like, Hey, can I still do a spot? And I was like, fuck, are you around a week from Tuesday? Like I'll give him the next Tuesday. Right. And he goes, nah, I replaced it. So all good. Right. So I'm like, Oh, cool. Dude. Last night, the guy writes me, I mean, all good in this context. I got my spot. I put on a website. I planned my tour around it and still got completely forgotten about. Uh, I bet not seeing other comics is how you turn into a fucking hack. Right. But like, so then what was the last part? I bet not being around other comics is how you turn into a, such a fucking hack, right? This is what I like. Whoa. So, so then I'm like, you know, this guy wants me to fight with him. I'm like, I'm going to go the other way. I, I actually learned this from Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow said whenever guys tackled him in the NFL and talk shit, he would say, Jesus loves you. 
that way, like it would drive people crazy. Like, like, could you imagine like hitting guys as hard as you can? And he, so I wrote back, I'm like, Hey man, I was going to give you a spot the following week. I, I would have just given you a spot that week, but I booked you, but I was trying to see your avails. Like you blocked me, but I hope you find happiness. God bless you. And remember to be kind, have a great weekend. Right. So then like the guy writes me back, Hey man, I apologize. I got drunk. My wife cheated on me. So I decided to burn my I decided to burn all my bridges. Uh, I, uh, I would never respond so nice. Thank you, man. I don't know what I'm, and he writes you this long. <laughs> so, that's great. That's a great lesson. Cause usually people are coming from like a dark place in their life when they act like it has nothing to do with you, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what he said. He goes, I was just trying to be mean. I didn't mean what I said. <laughs> yeah, it was like me tapping to a white belt. It had nothing to do with me. It had to do with the fact that uh, <laughs> my wife cheated on me, my car ran out of gas. Go, well, first I'm like, how would McCorkle handle it? And then I do the opposite. Because uh, McCorkle. What would Sean not do? No, I actually, I got two ways to do it. Like, one, uh, I, on, online, I always say, you seem upset to people. Like, when they, when they go off, I always say, you seem upset. And that really usually sends people off, you know, like off the deep end. But I was lifting weights one time, man, at, uh, I was at LA Fitness and I was, um, benching and I was getting ready to put more weight on and this guy comes up and starts taking my weights off the bench this like 50 some year old dude and this is when I was like young and strong and angrier and I said uh, I said hey buddy I'm, I'm still on that bench and he goes well you better get to it then big boy like that Ooh. like I was like what like I was like what'd you say he goes you're in here hogging the gym trying to bully people and I was like dude I don't know who you are what your deal is but you need to <laughs> step off you're gonna have a problem you know or whatever and uh, he said something else. And I was like, dude, you better just walk away. So I start doing that. And I'm getting madder and madder thinking about it, you know. So I, my cousin was a cop in the town that I was in, the little suburb I was in. And I text him. I said, can you get me out of trouble if I smack a dude at LA Fitness, you know. And he was like, uh, don't do that if you do damage. Like if you break a bone or hurt him, you're going to be, you know, in big trouble, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So I'm, I start benching again. And as he walks by again, before he leaves, he goes, you have fun hogging the uh, whole gym there, big boy, like that. As he went walking out, I was like, that's it. So I put up the thing and I start going toward him and he's like taking off, you know what I mean? Or whatever, like practically running to get out of there. Right. So, yeah. Some guy comes up and goes, hey, what were you and Bob talking about? I was like, who's Bob? He said, the guy you just chased out of here. I said, uh, I don't know what he was talking about. I said, what I was hearing is he wanted his ass kicked. I said, that's what I, <laughs> that's what I was getting from the conversation. He goes, well, you have to. You ought to know he just caught his wife having sex with his brother like this morning or whatever. Um, and he's like suicidal right now. I said, it sounds like he is suicidal. I said, because yeah, I said, yeah. they're like, that's not my problem. You know what I mean? I mean, of course, it was my brother and I was the one sleeping with his wife. But still, hey, but, no. know, I'm just kidding. No, that, but it, uh, I saw that dude like six months later at a Pacer game and I walked up to him. I said, you look so familiar to me. And I could see dude sweat, like just starting to beat on his forehead. He goes, oh, really? I don't know. I said, yeah, I have like bad vibes when I look at you. Like you remind me of someone I don't like. I don't know why. Do you remember why? And he was like, no, man, I don't think I've ever met you before. Like I was about to blast him there, but boring story, but it reminded no, me. No, no, I liked it. I liked how you would see his brother. Now, uh, by the way, so Clay, you know, Clay Travis? He a so country he's singer? Like, he's a big sports guy, like huge sports guy. So uh you know he made a he said basically there's a thing where he said any high school basketball he goes a state high school basketball team state championships could beat the wnba like like the team that just won it right right yes right. so then someone in the wnba responded to this and said you're an idiot right so now he says i'll put out a million i'll put up a million dollars right because he says he has a hundred million dollars a million dollars and that money will go to the team that wins uh, and now that's it's like a big thing. People are saying it's gonna be the most watched 
like if they do it because he 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 said uh the a 15 year old soccer team that were the state champ that were Dallas the best team in Dallas not even Texas beat the world team US world yeah. team that won That's the true. world cup like five yeah. like they won 5 to 2 um no I don't know basketball uh Sean would a state championship basketball team beat a WNBA the best it depends team? on the state are we talking about Chicago or are we talking about like you know Iowa <laughs> Sean if uh, uh, me, us four could beat uh, the WNBA champ team, if you guys could pass the ball even to me, I played against uh, I played against the runner-up Miss Basketball instead of Miss Basketball when I was 15 years old. She was the top female player in the state, or second female player in the state. She was six four or six five. I was 14 or 15 years old and dominated her. Like it wasn't even, and I was only just okay at 14. You know what I mean? Like or whatever. If if we'd have been anywhere near the same age. It would have been a joke. Uh, women are terrible at basketball, like absolutely terrible. That's uh, the girl, the Brittany Grinder girl. I heard her saying that she could she could start on an NBA team. And uh, same thing, DeMarcus Cousins was saying that he would play her one-on-one. -on -one, and if she scored a single point, like she could have his contract for the whole year, if she could even <laughs> score on him, you know, like one-on-one, -on -one, you know. And, uh, of course, she wouldn't take the wouldn't take the deal. But, uh, yeah, no, that's a good boys basketball team would beat uh, WNBA team easily. Bill, yeah. you were on the lightweight football team in college. Uh, Not so, to brag. Um, <laughs> uh, do you think that would happen? Like, do you think this, a state championship would beat the WNBA, the best team? I, I, I don't even know why. Honestly, I don't know why it's debate. I think with uh, without a doubt. I mean, in my in my middle school, there were seven year old black dudes who could dunk. Okay, so I think my middle school team could probably beat WNBA team, <laughs> or at least I'd be competitive. Really? I mean, you know what? At first, I'm like, I don't know, because I played against some good girl basketball, and they they kicked the shit out of me. They like, like I suck at yeah, basketball. Yeah, you don't play basketball. Yeah, I'm terrible. Um, <laughs> but then I'm like, uh, and this girl I think was a college basketball player. But then like sometimes I'll see like a high school team warming up, and they're doing like 360 dunks in high school. So I'm yeah. like, yeah, and, and I think there's like what like two girls in the WME that that, that could dunk. Um, yeah, they need like 20 feet of clearance and someone helping grab their foot and lift them up. <laughs> it's uh, the same difference like when people thought ronda rousey even joe rogan said rousey could compete with men her size that was oh, the geez. most ridiculous thing that was the dumbest fucking thing she believed it too i mean she That's would go that. on talk shows yeah, yeah she would go on talk shows and brag about it and i'm like you fucking dumb you know <laughs> there, there's a video of her lightly grabbing like gegard Mousasi, who's what like one eighty one eighty five, right yeah. either 170 or 185 he is playing around with Ronda Rousey, ragdolling her, like absolutely just destroying her. And she's going 100% and he's not even trying. And he grabs, he's like her, and it's like him with a little kid. He's picking her up, setting her down real softly, like she can do nothing with him. And I've trained with girls, same thing, like really good girls. I don't want to name any names, but girls that fought in the UFC at the high level. And it was a joke, like an absolute joke to, that they could even try well, to do it. You're 270 pounds, Sean. Yeah, but I mean, a hundred, a hundred and fifty-five <laughs> pound jujitsu guy, like a, a UFC fighter, could give me at least some problems. You know what I mean? Like on the ground or whatever, could at least avoid being submitted Choke for you a out. couple yeah. minutes. You know? But uh, one of the best girls in the world. It was an absolute joke when I grappled with her. Like, I mean, just. Yeah. I mean, terrible. So, so Francis and Gato, uh, we all watched the fight, right? Everybody watch it. Oh yeah. God, yeah. Nice, nice edgeway. I'm going to run oh. away from that conversation. Uh, so Francis <laughs> and Gato, 
I put 50 bucks on Francis because I texted Randy Couture. Randy went over there. He was like, you know, he's, we, I, go, I go, what's the deal? Do you think he's got a shot? Randy's like, he's got a pretty good shot of winning this. He goes, Tyson Fury's not taking him seriously. Uh, I think he's out of shape. And Francis is looking amazing. And he throws punches from weird angles. He's awkward. I like, this is exactly what Randy said. I don't even know if Randy actually wants me saying this, but uh, I, I, so I, I put 50 bucks on him. I go, Randy, how, I go, what's going to happen? I go, he goes, I go, he goes, I think Francis has a shot, brother. I can't decide if Tyson is overconfident or just being his usual self. But if Francis fights unorthodox, switches leads, throws off those switches and finds a way to land, Tyson's been knocked down before. But let's be honest, I think it's a long shot, right? So uh, that that's what he said, right? Um, like that being, so that being said, I'm like, I put 50 bucks on, on uh, Nganu to win 400. It yeah. was to win eight to one. After after the first knockdown or the only knockdown, I'm thinking I'm a genius. I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm fucking like, wow, why didn't I put a hundred down? Like, like I could get a thousand dollars and one and one eight thousand. And then of course, uh, we know what happened. I think Francis won. At least it was a draw. Sean, what do you think, dude? I was so disgusted after watching that fight. Primarily, number one, it was rigged. Number two. If you do the math and look at that scorecard, like, um, do you realize, I, I was saying this the other day, I don't know where, I think on Twitter, by that judge that had it 96-93, by his scorecard, if Francis had not also knocked down Tyson Fury in the second and eighth round, and not just the third, the second, eighth, he still would have lost. Like, wow. by, by the way, he scored the fight. If he had knocked him down the second, twice in the third, and in the eighth, it would have been a draw on that judge's scoring card. Like, that shows you how ridiculous the scoring was. You're saying, like, that judge is saying that he lost, like, seven out of the other nine rounds without the knockout. And he he won the eighth easily. I think it was the eighth where he pieced him up, hit him, like, you know, six yeah. or seven times in a row. Uh, Fury was way out of shape. Um, they, by him losing, by being rigged, they cost him maybe hundreds of millions of dollars. If he was the – if he'd have won that fight, they'd have had to pay him a fortune to fight Fury yeah. again. He would have been the uncrowned champ. Um, they're saying he's going to fight Deontay Wilder in MMA. That's what I heard on – Ariel Hawani's show, like Deontay Wilder said, he'll do it in MMA. That I think he should either fight him in MMA or boxing because he has a much better chance against Deontay Wilder. I think if he fights Fury again, Fury will come in in shape and taking it serious, you know. But uh, I said it, Manny, on your show. I said it uh, to everybody. I said if he can land, if he can connect, he'll drop him. I said he's in yeah. the first two or three rounds because he is even that left hand, man. That wasn't that. It wasn't a crazy wild punch. He just yeah. has that like touch of death i've never seen anything like it he knocked out he knocked kane velasquez out with a six inch punch like some bruce lee shit you know what i mean like yeah. <laughs> i don't know what it is i don't know if it's body mechanics i don't know if he sold his soul to the devil like i don't know what it is man but that that i've never seen anybody that could hit people not even tyson could hit like that man like he just it's unreal it's unbelievable yeah don, don what do you think uh i had it like kenny atlas had it you know we both um gave him gun three rounds you know, the rest was Fury. It wasn't a pretty fight. It was a sloppy, boring fight because Fury didn't take him serious. You know, mm. I mean, Fury went in there like he was a sparring match, you know, and uh, didn't give him any respect. But I'll guarantee you the next time, uh, Fury will show up in shape and have all kinds of respect for Ngana. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think that in terms of it being rigged, if I was running the, you know, boxing fed right, I would rig it too because – it got so much more attention. And Ghana losing made it such a bigger fight. More people are talking about it, the controversy. 
it'll make the it'll make the rematch pay per view like so it'll probably be the most watched boxing match of all time. I bet. I think I it's mean, a good it's a good political move. Sean, I hate to disagree with you, but I think he has a worse shot in some ways against Deontay Wilder or or Anthony Joshua because those guys kind of fight like him. And so now it's like you got two guys who kind of are power guys, but but those guys have been doing it like for twenty years longer. Yeah, but, but Wilder doing, doesn't have MMA. the defense. He doesn't have the defense that Fury's got. Like Deontay Wilder just swings back, you know, like saying he's like fighter like Ngannou. I don't think he beats Anthony Joshua. Uh, I think Josh was technically probably one of the best heavyweights ever. Like uh, his chin isn't as good as Fury's, but um, I think, uh, I don't know. I don't think Fury's going to fight him again. So given that option, I mean, that's obviously his best bet is to rematch Fury and demand $50 million, but I don't think Fury will do that. Um, You'd like to see him. I'd like to see him beat a guy, fight a guy who doesn't have any punching power and who's not that great a boxer, just like a a washed up boxer to get a win. But then you're like, if he loses that one, like, let's say a guy beats him, you know, a guy that's not that great, then his big money fight's over. So he'll probably, I don't think he'll beat Fury again. I thought he won the first time, but uh, I think Fury, like Don said, will come in in shape and taking it serious and probably put it on him. But um, I thought uh, I thought he won uh, with the knockdown. I thought that the rounds, I thought Tyson Fury won five of the other nine rounds. Dun, 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 dun. It's not a bird. It's not a plane. It's a ball trimmer. Sent from space. Gentlemen, our friends over at Manscaped have been working night and day to bring you a below-the-waist grooming experience like none other with their brand-new Performance Package 5.0 Ultra featuring the Lawnmower 5.0. We're talking about a next-generation trimmer with interchangeable blade heads for whatever shave your mind can imagine. That's right. Upgrade your grooming game to the Ultrasphere this year by going to manscaped.com for 20% off, plus free shipping with code MMA Roasted. High tech for low places, Manscaped. I'm telling you, people, I use Manscaped all the time. My balls feel amazing, amazing, okay? If you have a girlfriend or a boyfriend and they put their balls, you or you put your balls in their mouth, okay? Or they put their balls in your mouth, whatever it is, okay? You want your balls, you want them... You want them shaved. You want them feeling good. It's just, it's a whole new experience, okay? AI is cool, but I think this might be the biggest technological advancement the world has seen in the past decade. Now, every man knows how scary it is when going for a close shave. Oh my God, I've I've cut myself. It's it's horrible. And then the whole day you're like, ugh, just, just not feeling good. It's just, just shaving like your, your balls are just Ugh, it's you're wearing boxers and it's just going against you and you're like, Ugh, not good, not good, okay? Their fifth generation trimmer features two interchangeable next-gen skin-safe blade heads, a standard one for taking a little off, off the top and a new foil blade for go smooth whenever your heart desires, okay? I'm telling you, they also have the Weed Whacker 2.0, which features skin-safe technolo- technology, which helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs. In those delicate holes, very delicate. Okay, so get 20% off plus free shipping with the code MMA Roasted at manscaped.com. 20% off plus free shipping with the code Manscaped at, no, with the code MMA Roasted at manscaped.com. I promise you, you've never seen a ball trimmer look like a spaceship. Get yours today with our folks at Manscaped. You're, people, you're going to thank me when you have nice shaved balls that. Feel really good. Check it out. Manscaped. 
and I thought the knockdown gave it him the one point advantage. You know, so I, mean, I was being totally biased because I think a lot of people were because of how good he was doing. Uh, at the same time, I just wish he would have thrown more in the last two rounds. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Would have. Well, did you hear during the did you hear in the ninth, either between the eighth and ninth or ninth and tenth, Fury's corner said, Don't take any chances. We've got this one already locked up. Don't take any chances. They someone said something like that in his corner, and I thought, Don't take any chances. You're losing. Like, what do you mean? Yeah. So that's what made me think if today know that they're no matter what, they're getting it like the decision. Like, I don't know what's what's going on with that, but it's uh it seemed odd to me for them to say, listen, don't get close to me, don't take any chances, like we've got this, you so, know, or whatever. So Chael made a really funny video about how boxing is not a real sport. He was lying. Yeah. He had a whole thing about how, you know, how could this guy who's never done it before beat the number one guy in the world? And then he talked about, you know, McGregor being a cokehead, uh, a Reuter <laughs> cokehead, went 10 rounds with Mayweather. He's like, so anyway, so Chael and Ariel Hawani, have you seen this? Yeah. They got into yeah. a fucking- I didn't know if that was put on or real, man. They they really seemed upset, man. No, they, they were really mad at each other. What was it, Adam? I guess I didn't even understand the whole. F I basically, I, I, I can summarize it for you if you want. I watched it please. twice. All right, please. Yeah, um, Chael was saying that um, it was a. It was like Ariel said, "Do you admit now you were wrong when you said it was a bad move for Ngannou to box?" And Chael said, "No, it was a financial disaster. They lost money on that fight, like the promotion did." You know, blah blah blah. Then Ariel's like, "How can it be a financial disaster? He made ten million dollars, and now he's going to make thirty or forty. And Chael's like, "He still made the wrong move. You're just saying that because you hate Dana White." And Ariel's like, "Are you questioning my integrity because I hate Dana White? Like that's why I'm saying it was a." And he's like, "You've been cheering for Fury ever since he left the UFC because you hate Dana White." And then he goes, and then Ariel says, "Well, you're only defending the UFC because you work for him, to Chael, you know." And uh, that's what the argument was about. But then it got ugly. But then it got like to the point where he was like. Like he called him a weasel, and yeah, then, Chael said he would strangle him to death if he was there with him. Like, well, yeah, because because all right, so can you can you can you can you guys see what's going on right now? Yeah, are you allowed to tell someone that you're going to strangle them to death? Isn't that illegal against Francis? And you're a company man, and you work for ESPN, and you don't want to upset Big Bad Dana because he's done some really nice things to you over the years. So you have your bias, I have mine. The best part about this story is we know how it played out. Francis won; he didn't have to pay a penny. He didn't have to lose a dime. He got 10 to 20 million. Oh, I can't wait for those numbers to come out. And then he's about to get even more come March. If your true intent, Ariel, with your big balls and all your courage, you want to keep lying? Ariel, you keep cutting me off. Because you're lying. Chill, you're, you're lying. Doing? You are lying. What? You I did celebrate. I did. If I was do there, it. Come and talk come. to me. Mouth you like this. Do it. Little... Do it. Do Ariel. it. This is like a scene out of your movie, Mojo Diamond. You didn't do something? I did it. God, you did, by the way. It would make me wrong. I'd be a coward behind your back, but I almost come to blows with Francis face to face. Do you think those two stories go together, you little weasel? What are you talking you about? You talked about, about it on your YouTube channel. It was... you resent that you tried to act like I wouldn't say it to your face. You motion, come on over yeah. That's well, I chicken mean, I don't do that. I don't, I don't do that. You're literally threatening me. You're saying you're going to strangle me, Chael, my you, old friend. You called me a liar. Yes, Errol, you called me you a liar. Lying. It's the worst case. You called me a weasel. The leader. I don't work weird, for them. Man. I don't have an inside story. So, yeah, it kept going. I mean, I, that was an editor. It went on for like 20 minutes. Yeah, like that. It was, a tw I mean, basically, look, I think they both have points, but you can't say to Chael Sonnen, you don't have the balls to say something to my face. No, nobody's got what? bigger balls than fucking Chael Sonnen. I mean, the guy, yeah. the guy who fought 
stepped in there with John Jones on like a day's notice. Uh, like he, he, no, when no one wanted to fight Vitor Belfort, Chael Sutton was like calling out Vitor Belfort. So for Ariel to say, have some balls, like is ridiculous. That, that's, that's comical. Because you're not a get it. There's probably no one on this earth that has bigger balls than fucking Chael Sonnen. Um, so in that regard, come on. Uh, I think they both have points. I mean, obviously, you know, Ngannou won. He betted himself. He made $10 million. He's going to make another whatever. He's going to make the next one. Um, at the same time, if the promotion lost money, which I don't know how they did make money. How I mean, is they, that possible? They flew the whole fucking world. Well, they're out. saying they paid. They're, they're saying they paid Fury sixty million dollars. So I don't know. Oh, if Jesus Christ! But they're they're Saudi. It's Saudi Arabian guys, which uh, sixty million to them is like a dollar to me or you. Like they don't care. You know what I mean? Like they they'll have yeah. a thirty million dollar birthday party. You know, like they don't. It's nothing to them. Um, but they they're saying they paid Fury sixty million. They think the pay per view only did. A couple hundred thousand, you know, or whatever. So I don't know. It was also beyond horrible. They had they had rappers that made no, they had Eminem and, the, and Kanye in the front row, but they don't rap, right? They, had these, there. they have these rappers that I, I don't know, Little Baby, and then this other girl, Becky G, and none of it made any sense. And then they were like, "This is the craziest thing you're ever gonna see in your life." That they just kept talking about how the ring was gonna fly away. It was weird. That that. <laughs> That was a weird situation. I didn't hear him say the ring was going. They have a magic carpet over there. Like, what's going on? Why, what's the ring going to fly away, dude? They're like, you're never going to see what's going to happen. It was that was very very strange. Um, so uh, the fights this week. Uh, the Black Beast is fighting. He got arrested last week for doing 136 in his red Lamborghini and a 55. Nice. Uh, I didn't hear that. Yeah, and then, wow. but then it was pretty. But then he said that it wasn't him. Because <laughs> that's racist. Um, look here, this is the I'll show you guys the thing. They asked him about it. Uh, here we go. Yeah, Lamborghini wasn't red either. Yeah, yeah. This, this is what he said. He goes, uh, the old shaggy defense. So, black beast, messy poor. Oh, where is it? Short note. I was with my wife. We was about to pop open a bottle of champagne. And my manager called and told me that, oh, we got to fight. And I said, okay, yeah. By the time, um, I, was, I, was, I don't even care who it is, I accept it. Oh, yeah. So he's fighting this week. He says he was tricked uh, because they, they asked him to fight someone and they didn't tell him where. Uh, so now he's in Brazil. Says he's not making any money because he pays too much taxes uh, over there. Welcome to the working world, man. Working on the working world. <laughs> he says he has nice a watch. Bitch. He said he hasn't watched any tape of the guy, um, but his corner has. Uh, so they told him to just to watch out for his kick. Uh, <laughs> That's a thorough scouting report. Watch out for the kick. Um, do you I, think I this is real or do you think he plays like he doesn't care just to like lull people into complacency? Dude, he's, he's like won one fight in his last whatever. I honestly... Uh, uh, think he totally doesn't watch these things on him. Um, I heard him and OJ are going to be looking for the real speeders. Uh, <laughs> for the, next couple of years. <laughs> the real speeders. That's kind of hilarious. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, he says it wasn't him. Oh, let me see if I can find it. Uh, I hope he wins. I I, I think he's one of my. He's one of my. He's, he's hilarious. Was he fighting? Uh, he, he, hold on, let me see what we got. I said, you already know. I said, I didn't want to never fight over He's fighting, uh, and say, yeah, someone chance. Almeida was really good. Fight this year. I said, yeah. In. Jiu-Jitsu. 
from her that he did good. Mm -hmm. How do you analyze uh, such a, a, a hot crowd uh, entering time from farther from the crowds? That's something that you absolutely go out. And... All right, here. Huh? What happened in Houston? Would you like to no. say something? Right here. And we saw we saw the news that came yesterday about what happened in Houston. Would you like to no. say something? No, I don't even think that was me. <laughs> I don't think I had hair. You seen the picture? I don't got. He no said hair. he had a hair. Yeah. He said he said I don't got hair. You see the picture? That wasn't him. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I love how he's like. I don't think that was me. <laughs> Thought he said, yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, the Vince Michelle fight got scrapped because the other guy missed weight by four and a half pounds. Uh, Vince says he's still getting paid. Um, I think so. That's good. Uh, would you take a fight if the guy missed weight by by four and a half pounds, Sean? Uh, I would take it, depending on how much they were going to give me. If I didn't take it, and depending upon how much of his purse they were going to give me, but in my position in the UFC, I would have done whatever they said because they let me know I was an inch away from being cut at all times. Like they, uh, yeah. I told you about when um, Joe Silva hit me up and asked me to do him a favor, right on Twitter on a uh, text. No, what was it? Joe I don't Silva know. said, "Hey, Sean McCorkle." Joe Silva sends me a text. He had never texted me before. Said, "I need you to do me a favor." I said, "Anything you want, Joe." I was just trying to say, like in his good graces, you know. I said, anything you yeah. want, Joe. He said, well, you stop saying racist shit on Twitter. And uh, so I was like, yeah, I was like, oh, man. So I looked to see what I'd said. And that's when I'd said there's two things I can't. I have no tolerance for racism and interracial dating, which I thought was funny. <laughs> yeah. So um, I looked back and I said, um, so I, I knew he was mad. So I was going to try to make him laugh. I said, what if it's really funny, though? That was my response to him. Yeah. And he just said, oh, my God, that's all he said back to me you know, or whatever. <laughs> and then, um, so I didn't know if he's mad or not. And then I made the mistake of saying about a month later, uh, I was put a text up of a native American girls, a text between me and native American girl. I was going to bring this up earlier, but she was on her college, uh, rowing team, I guess she said. And I said, I bet you can canoe like a motherfucker. Like that was my text back, you know? Yeah. So I put that on there thinking people would think that was funny and they did. But uh, yeah, shortly there after posting that, I got my release papers. So I now, I don't know, now wow. that would be that would be nothing. Now I mean, yeah, that's what dude. I just saw on, as you were looking on Derek Lewis's thing. I'm pretty sure it said Shalom to all my Jews that are against Israel or something like that. Like yeah. he, Derek Lewis wrote that. I thought I think I just saw it on your screen that that was Derek Lewis's thing. Like I'm, oh. I don't know that I'd be saying that but, if I. But wasn't. you know the difference between you and Derek Lewis, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> There's a few. Dude, some people are not helping. Like even Jewish, like Amy Schumer, like she she posted a poem. Remember that? You know that poem back in the day, the Holocaust was like first they came for the communists. Yeah. I said nothing. Like it was like from a Holocaust survivor. So she yeah. posted, posted a poem like first I stood with LGBTQ because, but uh, you know because I believe in you know then I stood with Black Lives Matter because I believe all black. Then I stood with trans. I'm, and then she writes, but no one stands with me because I'm a Jew, right? And, and I, I understand, but like this is not helping. Now, now you piss off everybody. And yeah. now, now, like people like, like black people, what the fuck have you done for us? Like what? Just like you're not helping. That's not helping the situation. Uh, she left out. Then I released the worst comedy special this side of the Gringo Poppy. She should have should have put that in there. It's like, not helping, Amy. You're not. There's another guy. There's an Israeli guy. Israeli fighter. Um, you see what he did? 
he's fighting. He's a fighter. He lost to Ryan Couture twice. He's like a 16 and five record or something and yada, yada. So he has a missile he wrote. He, put, he has a missile. And on the missile, because he's fighting in the army, he wrote like Khabib's name, Bala Muhammad, Chemayev, like on the missile. Um, and I'm like, what, dude, what are you? First Wait, of all, he's a, he's a UFC over. fighter and he did that? No, he's in Bellator. He was in Bellator. Oh. But I'm like, first of all, those guys would all kill you. You're not going to hit them with yeah. your missile. Like, you're not, yeah. they're not, that's not helping. He's certainly not going to fight him in Bellator now that it doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> So it's not helping. You know what I'm saying? I under I understand kind of but what what are you guys doing? What yeah. are you doing? Um so, uh, I, I, I think oh, that's, sorry, either that's Don Stog or his is Don alive? What just happened? Yeah, I'm here. Don's having a stroke in the background. Oh, oh, during the <laughs> is that a gun in your are you a knife? What is that? A knife. It's a knife. <laughs> No, I've been to his house. He has 27 guns under his pillow. Like his house, <laughs> he, he he could arm a whole a small country in his house. Like his it's, oh, it's, it's, guns with a sheet over it. That's what man, forget sending money to the Ukraine. Let's just send Don over there with some with some of his equipment. Like uh, you're not kidding. You're not I kidding. heard Don doesn't Don doesn't wear a gun because a knife is so much more personal. That's why I heard that's why he throws <laughs> a knife on him. It's a lot more personal when you use that. Well, this is a good segue for a new MMA sport. Uh, Don, what, tell me what you guys think of this. Uh, this is brand new. <laughs> I'm, I don't know if it's going to catch on. So, but uh, it was that it's two swordsmen in MF. Oh my god. Like, why do they have why to did they not call that fight night with a K? That would have made so much more sense. <laughs> Yes. But like, why do they have an octagon? Like, why does it have to be in a kit? Like, I, I have so many questions here, right? Like, so you don't go, so you don't fall out of the uh, ring ropes and stab <laughs> one of the people ringside. Come on. Yeah. yeah. So you don't get thrown against the ropes because if there's anything we've known from WWE is once you hit the ropes, you are not stopping <laughs> until something stops you. So that's it. Yeah. You go back and forth, back and back forth, forth, forth. the swords too dangerous. You know, cut you, yeah, cut your slices. Oh my god, um, those are wooden sticks, right? What? No, those are like swords. I don't know why. They, I, yeah, I don't know why they have. Swords it's weird like that they're hitting each other with swords, but also body armor, so that they can't cut each other. So what's the point in having a sword? Like it doesn't really. <laughs> Uh, so someone accused Terrence Crawford of uh, of his, wearing illegal wraps for his last fight. I guess um, I'm not really sure. People are saying that he used like wraps that weren't legal in some places, but were and blah blah blah. So then uh, he writes back. So okay, here we go. Let's go. You guys see this? Um, first of all, Terrence Crawford is like incredible. What do you think, Errol Spence? So this is his wraps create a cast like substance with the way that they stack it for the record. He has fought in the state of Nevada and it has been approved and that has been approved by the commission. What is your read here? So you can't put tape directly on the skin. What you have to do is you have to put a inbox in. I don't know who led him to get away with that in Nevada or wherever he fought. It's not right. It's basically it. I'm sure his punch is probably intensified by times ten. So, so somebody wrote, "This is why I don't give Crawford credit for the Spence win." Tim Bradley called him out, right? And then Terrence Crawford writes back, "Your mama gave me all the credit for you coming out of my nutsack, though." <laughs> She's just mad at me because I told her you wasn't mine. 
because she was out there heavy in the streets, I found out. So she kept <laughs> away from me, son. I'm sorry, it wasn't my fault. She did it. Ask her. Um, That's that, an elab elaborate mom joke. Yeah. So, he should have switched mom to dad in every part of that, and it would have really blown him away. That's what I do. <laughs> I always tell people I slept with their dad, and they don't they don't know how to take it, because it's like a double whammy. Not only did I sleep with a parent, but now your dad's gay, and you have to explain that. So it's you told me that. This is what – dude, my, first time I met Sean, we're in a Twitter war. And he writes back, you couldn't light up a room at a Batman premiere. Like, it was like. like <laughs> no, I said, you couldn't. Yeah. I said, you couldn't kill on stage. At, or I said, you couldn't kill an audience with an assault rifle at a Batman premiere. Yeah, that's what he tells. It was like three minutes after this happened. It wasn't even like, like they hadn't even caught the guy yet. Like that was. Yeah. So that, How did your Twitter fight start? How did you guys Twitter fight start? Everyone kept telling him to roast me, and I kept saying I wouldn't advise it. And yeah, he, wouldn't, the, he uh, wouldn't advise it. So I made like one like little lob joke, like like something where like I forgot what it like. Yeah, you said uh, Tesla has a bigger gas tank than me. That's what it was. Or something like that. And then he writes back like the most offensive. That, so not only like <laughs> talked about like that, and then he goes right into I fucked your dad, right? So now people <laughs> just like. I said, uh, I told Adam that uh, I said, Adam can't, uh, he can't keep his windows open at night during the summer because the sound of crickets makes him feel like he's still on stage. Like, <laughs> I, was, uh, I came with like going. 30 heaters in a row. Yeah, I was like, what the hell? I had to pull over on the side of the road to respond to this. I was like on the 405. <laughs> like, I was like, basically, cars were whizzing past me. I'm like, what the fuck? That's like, when I was stuck at the Detroit airport for 24 hours. I had nothing to do. I oh, stuck at the airport. Yeah, and that so, was like you know, just kept, the Detroit airport. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I just kept going and going uh, on Adam. The best was that that really is the only reason I started making fun of Brendan Schaub was to try to get into a, a battle with him because he kept saying to everybody, oh, I'll light you up online. I was like, you won't light me up, you know? Yeah. And so I've been trying now for six years straight and he won't respond. And then I'll light you up online? Yeah, like <laughs> Mitri... Mitrione told me, yeah, I warned him not to respond to you because he would you would make him cry himself to sleep at night. And I was like, dude, so you've been like working against me this whole time. Mitrione's like, dude, just let it go. He'll get bored with it. He's going to hurt your feelings if you respond. I had no I, I had no idea they were working against me. So, yeah, I mean, he was, uh, you know, I, he's not really like a joke guy, you know, Brandon. He's <laughs> yeah, well, he told when he when he said all that stuff to Dana White about being Eskimo brothers with Rhonda and all that. He was bragging. He goes, "Yeah, you don't mess with me online. I'll light you up." That's what he kept saying. To it. Like when I when I heard that, I was like, "Dude, please say something to me." So that's when I started. That's when I actually started on Shaw, but couldn't get a response. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. So Julian Lane is fighting tonight, and bare knuckle fighting. You know him? Yeah, but that's the guy. The that's the uh, let me bang bro guy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's fighting a bare knuckle tonight. Uh, you know, he's done pretty good in bare knuckle. For I didn't think he was that good a fighter, but he. Uh, he, his last fight, who was his last fight against? He really, uh, he went the distance with somebody good. Who I don't remember who it was. Was yeah, it Mike? He's, um, I, I, yeah, I think it was Mike Perry. I think he, he went the distance with Perry. Yeah, Mike Perry might be the best bare knuckle of all time because he just doesn't. Really? You can't knock him out. He's never been not dropped in any of his fights. Like he wow. just has that head that like you can't, <laughs> you just can't hurt him. I think Mike Perry, if they, dude, I want to see DNA like a 23 and me or DNA test with Don Fry and Mike Perry because there's too many similarities there uh, to see that he might be the the bastard son of of uh, Don Fry. So. Dude, you're not you're not kidding. Uh, so uh, next week, next week's the big one. Next week, UFC 295 uh, at Madison Square Garden. Um, it was the big one where they moved the co-main event to the main event. That big one, yeah, that one. Yeah. Uh, 
Um, Don, are you still going? I don't know. I don't know. So I mean, they, don't they fly you out? No, I was going to fly myself out this time because I don't know what's going on with um, the show right now. You know, um, they haven't told me we were supposed to go, but then everything got radio silence, you know, and so I was going to go with a buddy of mine. And then Jones pulls out. So now I'm like, shit, do we even want to waste our time? I mean, I mean it's still a good card. Uh, it's Jerry Kravatka. That's the guy that like lives in the woods. Remember, and he's like always yelling things. Like, that dude oh, can oh. fight, man. That dude can fight. That he's dude like ain't no. Monk. He's like I'm fighting Monk. He's fighting Alex Pajera. You know, he's the guy that everyone knows who that is. He's the guy that beat uh, Stylebender like three times out of the four times they fought. Um, yeah, it lost the last time. Uh, that should be a good fight. Um, Sergey Pavlovich versus Tom Aspinall. That's for the interim title. Who do you like for in the uh, the Jerry Alex fight, uh, Sean? Man, I gotta, I gotta say Jerry, but it'll be interesting because he's mainly a striker. Like his, he has real unorthodox, but very, very effective striking, and uh, that would worry me a little bit with him fighting uh, Pereira or whatever you say his name, uh, because he's obviously an elite striker. Uh, but I, I think Jerry's the best, uh, the best guy, the best two hundred five er man in the uh, in the oh, US. Wow. Uh, he can, that dude can fight. I don't remember when he made, it wasn't his UFC debut, but it was close, either his first or second one. When he came out with that weird samurai haircut or whatever, uh, <laughs> I was like, dude, this dude looks like a stooge. Grand slams, no hitters, and double plays are back. That's right. And there's no better place to get on the MLB action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book and official partner of Major League Baseball. And guess what, people? New customers in Massachusetts getting in on the action with $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up at FanDuel.com slash Boston. And finally, you can bet on all your favorite sports from the money line to point spreads to player props and more. I love it, okay? If I'm going to bet, I'm going to go on FanDuel. So now, bet on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Don't miss your chance to get $200 of bonus bets. Win or lose. How great is that? Okay. Visit fanduel.com slash Boston and make every moment more. That's FanDuel, the official partner of Major League Baseball. You got to be 21 and older uh, and present in Massachusetts. Okay. Your first online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable and bonus bets that expire in 14 days restrictions apply see terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com help is here so is hope hope and help gambling help line ma.org or call 1-800-327-5050 for 24 7 support play it smart from the start game sense ma.com or call 1-800-GAM-1234. That's FanDuel. Check it out now. Right now. Want to bet? That's where you go. And then I throw, saw him throw like a seven-piece combo that included yeah. a yeah. spinning back fist, flying knee, and finished with some elbow, like some crazy video game type stuff. I was like, I think I saw this guy on Street Fighter 2. Yeah, no, you're 100% right. I go with Jerry, but man, he, can, he can fight. Don, who you like in that fight? I'm going to follow McCorkle on this one for once. Huh. 
Uh, Bill? You know, uh, I, I, I mean, I like I like Pereira just because he's uh, – I like the way he fights, and also he needs to win, and he knows it. He, lo- he looked great know? in his last fight. He looked great in his last yeah. fight. He, he, he came back strong. Um, yeah. So I – I think Jerry's going to win too. I mean, it's crazy. He's only had nine fights for her. Like, I mean, he's had a hundred kickboxing fights or something, but, yeah. um, and then in the Tom Aspinall Pavlovich fight, Sean, uh, I think Pavlovich isn't Pavlovich either undefeated or almost undefeated. Yeah. He's 18 and one. I've only yeah. seen him fight once, but everyone I've heard talk about him say he is an absolute ridiculous monster as far as like how tough he is. So I've only yeah, saw yeah. one fight of his and I think it ended early. So, but they're all saying he's the next heavyweight champ. Knocked so. out Curtis blades, knocked out Ty Tabusa, knocked out Derek Lewis. I think it was Tabusa. Yeah. Ty, I saw him fight. Knocked out Shamil Abdurankivov, knocked out Maurice green lost. Only loss was uh, five years ago to all-star over him. So that's, Where is, he, is he Russian? Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> Don, who do you like in this fight? Aspinall or Pavlovich? I go with, I go with him, you know. If your only loss is Alistar, hell, that's pretty damn, pretty damn long, good loss, you know. You ever train with uh, Alistar? No, never did. I've got a uh, great Tom Erickson, Alistair Overeem training uh, story, if you want to hear it real quick. Yeah, I'd yeah. love to hear it. Yeah, yeah. So uh, they were looking for uh, the wrestling coach out at Extreme Couture was looking for somebody to train with uh, Alistair Overeem, like train wrestling. And so they're going to pay Tom Erickson to go out there and do it. And Overeem's notorious for cheap shotting people during training, like you're training wrestling and he hits you with a knee as you're shooting in to take a takedown, you know, or you're training boxing and he throws a spinning back elbow and drops you, like knocks you out, like stuff that you don't do, you know? Yeah. So um, he, I guess they were training wrestling in the clinch and he throws a knee at a weird angle and like breaks Tom Erickson's rib or something like actually broke his rib. And so it made Tom mad, obviously, which is not what you want to do. Like I'd rather face a mother grizzly bear with her cubs yeah. than Tom mad. And right. so the next, uh, the next shot Tom mm-hmm. takes to take him down, he intentionally headbutts over him in the head as he goes to shoot the, the double leg, make sure he elbows his face, and Overeem was out for 16 minutes, unconscious. Whoa! Like, he couldn't, like, literally out. Couldn't wake him up, and Tom had a split down the center of his forehead, but they had to have an ambulance come get him and everything and take him to the hospital. They thought he was dying because he was non-responsive for 16 minutes, and then they paid Tom to, uh, to not come in for the next three weeks there. They just paid him, I think it was two or 3000 a week to just stay at the hotel and not come in anymore because Overeem didn't want to train with him anymore. And I was like, I wouldn't either. I didn't want to train with him when he wasn't mad at me. I definitely wouldn't want to train with him. Don, you ever train with Erickson? What? what? Train with Tom Erickson? Yeah, when we were wrestling at Okie State, but not not for fighting. How did that go? Tom, like he used to bounce me off the wall like a basketball, man. (laughs) Powerful monster. Can you imagine? All right, so here's uh... (laughs) that. He doesn't take it easy either. Like Tom does not take it. If it's training, he dislocated my rib. Dislocated my rib from my spine two days before I fought Pujanowski. Like just oh, one, just getting a sweat going. He separates my ribs from my spine. Like well, we're gonna have Brendan Schaub on the podcast right now to tell a story <laughs> about Don Fry. This is I, you know, I, we gotta because Don Fry has to hear this story because he's not gonna. Uh, Man, yeah. he looks good, doesn't he? Partners, really? Yes. He's, he's from Tucson, Arizona. This is Dominic. Oh, I got Cruz. a crazy Don Fry story for you. So I showed up, I'm 19 years old and Don Fry is the man at this time. Right. And I show up to practice and he's there and I'm like 19. I assume Don Fry back then he's in pride. Yeah. He's still in pride. Yeah. And so he's, 
jacked. He was so jacked. Jacked. And I'll never forget, like, I was like, okay, I'm going to learn from Don Fry. And he's like, okay, you know, we're going to spar. And I'm like, like, <laughs> he's huge. He's, you're huge, huge, but you're not going to question the guy. No, it's First of fun. all, he's fought with no gloves. Yes. You know what I mean? So he's the whole, people don't know. It's not a sport when Don Fry fought. Yeah. It is not a sport. This is not like, oh, like weight classes didn't exist. Gloves weren't there. Like it didn't matter. So when he tells you gear up, I'm fighting you today. You're like, fuck, I guess I'm fighting Don Fry today. So I it's gear up. Bring up Don Fry for George. In oh my pride, God, dude. Type in pride. This is when I got scared. This was the first reality check for me. Remember, <laughs> I haven't, I've only got like mustache. three amateur fights at 155 yeah. or three pro fights at 155. Okay. But he gets in, he goes gear up and I go to gear up and I'm putting my wraps on and I'm watching him. <laughs> so he would look like that, dude. He's so scary. He's so mean. Too. The guy looks like he'll fuck you up and then go shoot porn. He's scary. Then... <laughs> yeah, he shoots porn while he fucks yeah, you. Know what I mean, but he uh, it's like steroid Freddie Mercury, dude. He literally goes into his bag, grabs two Vicodin, and just chews them <laughs> before we spot. And I'm like, <laughs> is that what I'm gonna look like if I keep yeah, going down this road? road? Like, yeah. is this where I'm going? I'm like, I would never do that. I'm like, I don't know. Vikings are pretty cool, I guess. <laughs> so he like, kind of had me thinking about it. I was like, is this what I was supposed to be doing before practice? Like, this guy's the best, you know? And uh, long story short, he couldn't hit me through a head kick. And I'm like, we're just moving like a man. We're supposed man. to be boxing. Yeah. So he's doing head head boxing. Yeah. And I was like, I'm like, dude, you're already bigger than me. You gotta be ready. Like he just runs at you. <laughs> and I was just like, it was the most nonsense. We did two, three minute rounds. <laughs> and I made sure and ran for my yeah, life. Yeah, yeah. And I hit him in the bottom. Hey. They did nothing moves, to him. Moves, yeah. And he did nothing yeah. to him. <laughs> Legend, dude. But hey. it was cool to get to do it and well, say yeah. that he's the man. And Good that was curious. my right story and don why'd you throw a head kick <laughs> I, I don't believe that i don't believe that <laughs> it's good how do we do it with the so don it was yeah. boxing it was boxing and you threw a head kick at dominic cruz who's 100 pounds lighter than you well he'd have to be on his knees for me to hit, hit him in the head i can't i can't <laughs> kick i can't kick a bag of shit <laughs> so, somebody lit it on lit it on fire and knocked on your door man i just sit there and watch it burn so you don't uh, think like, to be fair dominic cruz spends a lot of time on his knees oh but come on <laughs> so, so, so don this didn't happen you don't you don't think you really because dom's not a liar he wouldn't lie no i'm gonna tell you i don't think it happened <laughs> I don't think it was me driving that Lamborghini. Right. No, yeah, that was, yeah. <laughs> Don's gonna search for the real kicker now. But, but they it. gave you a, they gave you a lot yeah. of props though. They, they, he he spoke about you like he was super. Uh, yeah, very nice. Super, very nice. Yeah, super, super respectful of you. Um, yeah, yeah, very nice. You should have seen the comments when Don was in the hospital. I texted every single person I knew to uh, to talk to him. And so one person, this girl Andrea Lee. She 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 checked on. Hey, you're such an inspiration. Here's a picture of me and you. I was so nervous. I'm a big fan. And she puts him, her, and Dan Severn. Yeah. <laughs> and then she's like, I fucked up. I'm like, I'm sure he finds it funny. I'm sure he she's like, should I apologize? I'm like, no, 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 no. And then so I go, he he, he goes, typical blonde. <laughs> That's so funny. That was that was the best. Who got the better uh, of the Dan Severn fights with you, Don? 
Ah, hell. I, you know, I never. Oh, Dan did. Yeah, Dan did. Absolutely. Absolutely. Dan, yeah. Dan's the man. D Don, did you ever see uh, Erickson and uh, Severin wrestle? No, no. I would have liked to have seen that. I would like to have seen it. If not fight, just wrestle. I would like to have seen it. So I don't know. No, Dan, Dan was I, a lot older than Tom. Yeah. I, I did know somebody that saw uh, Tom Erickson murdering Kane Velasquez for the first five minutes when they wrestled, and then Kane, wow. wore, him, Kane wore him down, I guess, just straight wrestling. You know, they said Kane just kept shooting, just kept pushing the pace, and then wore Tom down. But they said for the first four to five minutes, Tom was just having his way with him. So, well, I saw I saw Tom crucify Dan's younger brother Rod. Rod was our heavyweight, you know, at Arizona State, and they, you know, Tom and Okie State came over, and he just picked him up and squeezed him, and Rod was like, "Arm lie," you know. <laughs> it was amazing. Rod was a big boy. He snapped my head down and picked me up with a guillotine, but by my face, like he wasn't Jesus. under the chin. Just like his his oh forearm across my nose picked me up off the ground. Oh Heard yeah. the disc in my neck. I was tapping with both hands on his back because I couldn't talk. <laughs> um, yeah. Just tapping with both hands. And then that was like three weeks before I fought Stefan Struve. I was like, dude, I think that you just completely broke my neck. Like, I think I might have broken bones. And then uh, I was told uh, by Mitrione not to get double unders on him. It's like, don't get double unders. He'll let you have them. Don't do it. And, you know, you always want double unders in almost every case if you can get them. Yeah. So just out of habit, I get double unders. I'm like, holy shit, I'm about to take down Tom Erickson. I thought I was going to pick him up and sweep his feet out from underneath him and throw him. And instead, he just suplexed me. Like, oh. he just oh. double overhooked and then suplexed through me like oh, 10, 15 man. feet across the mat. Like, uh, And this is, like like I said, a couple weeks before I have a UFC fight. I was like, dude, you are killing yeah, me. Like, Tom Erickson says the one guy you stay away from when you're getting ready for, you know, something. Because, I mean – he hurt. He hurt more people than than um, than, than, than the COVID virus. You know, shit. He, <laughs> he, just, he, he put the boots to you. He's just powerful. Just powerful. So, Sean, you think he's the most underrated fighter of all time? Yeah, I would say, man. If he back then, he said he never trained him and made all the. He would get a fight on just a couple weeks' notice or a couple days' notice, and he was never training him in May. He was just coaching wrestling, so he would go in and do it, but. In today's world, had he had the opportunity to, you know what I mean, actually train the physical specimen he was, you know what's crazy about him? He grew up, I guess, with a real abusive stepdad, just terrible, terrible stepdad, was never, never wrestled till I think high school or till eighth grade or ninth grade, and then just found out he was an amazing wrestler. Like he had never, you know, like uh, he had a lot of anger, I guess, from the way his stepdad treated him and then ended up being, at one point for 16 years, he was ranked second to Bruce Baumgartner, Baumgartner. In the United States yeah, is the only guy he couldn't beat. He could beat the guys that could beat Baumgartner, but he just couldn't beat Baumgartner for some reason. I almost said Bruce Boxleitner, but I think that's a movie director, isn't it? <laughs> Bruce Baumgartner's <laughs> just a stud. You know, he's, a, he's just it. a fucking legend in freestyle wrestling. If anybody wants to watch a good wrestling documentary, watch it on Kerry Colat, who uh, who was a four-time state champion in Pennsylvania. <laughs> And then he he was a guy that always two time national champion always got fucked in world events. So like the, he would win the match, and then they would call him and be like, "Oh, we, like the the officials from Iran they just looked at the, the judges looked at the thing. You actually lost. Like like while he's on the car ride home or in the hotel, they would tell him he lost after they had already told him he won. They're um, like the same judge that judged Fury and Ganu uh, rewatched yeah. the fight and he gave it to the other guys, so you lose. But he his father. Would make him do fifteen thousand push-ups a day in high school. Uh, Jesus, 
Yeah, like you, t- you talk like you know anybody else would have just quit and said fuck that, but he actually did them. Fifteen thousand push-ups a day. Uh, this is this is back in the day when uh, you know the, the key to, to being successful is have a, a dad who beats the shit out of you and abuses you, right? I think we've established that on this show. Like just, if you have a piece like of blood, yeah, <laughs> or if you're a or if you're a woman, you got to be hooked on heroin at some point, and you will be a women's UFC champion. That's every story when the women's. Yeah. Dude, I got I got Lauren Lauren by the way uh, Murphy. I got her booked at this like stripper convention where she gave. Um, I got her a gig where she gave motivational speaking to strippers because I know this guy who works at Tootsie's. He's a friend of mine. His name is DJ Platypus. So, uh, <laughs> so she went out there and she gave motivational speeches to strippers, uh, which is pretty cool. Anyway, uh, Bill, what do you got coming up? Um, I'll be in Vegas at the Tropicana Laugh Factory November 13th through the 19th. I will be there. And Lawman Bass Reeves starts this week on Paramount+. Plus. Nice. And what do you play on that? A racist. You know. Typecasting. Casting. Typecasting. Type <laughs> you know. And then, Don, what do you got coming up? Uh, well, Jerry decided I'm going to go to the uh, New York fight or not. You know, uh, right now, I'm kind of wavering, you know, to see if I want to go watch it or I want to save my ticket, you know, <laughs> for someplace yeah. else. Shit. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, then I might go hunting. So, hunting for what? Elk. Elk. <laughs> oh, nice! With a bow and arrow? Hell no! Hell no! With that knife on his hip? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that bow and arrow for sissies. Shit. <laughs> and then, Sean, what do you got coming up? Oh, uh, just same old stuff, man. Uh, visiting back. I do have a back surgery, which is real interesting to talk about. But uh, December 15th, hopefully, oh. this guy is going to actually help me with my back. I guess we'll see. Uh, and then oh, until then. Where can people God, find your, your new podcast? Where, what's it called? Where can people find it? Uh, it's called the McCorkle Minute because it's like an hour long. So I figured I'd make a – it's kind of like when the Dave Portnoy does one bite. Like, that's the rule. Then he takes eight bites of the pizza. Like, it doesn't yeah. make any sense, you know? Uh, but now I call it the McCorkle Minute, which is also what my uh, girlfriend calls our intimate times. Huh. That was a lame joke. Um, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, the, 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 I've been doing that, man. And uh, just because I've literally had tens of people over the last decade ask for it. So I figured I would have make those 25 to 30 people happy and uh, do that. I did start my first one with saying that, you know, literally tens of people have asked for this, but I always told everybody, where am I going to find a child groomer and a rapist to sit on either side of me? And how can I get Joe <laughs> to have me on 200 times um, just to uh, jumpstart my career? And then I realized not everybody has to take the Brendan Schauber out. You can blaze your own trail. So that was how I opened the very first one. And then I got so I got my first sponsor I sent to you. Yes. You can't play that, can you? Yeah, well, yeah, you could go. Yeah, Bruce Buffer sponsoring you, right? Yeah, can you play it or not? Is it on your computer no or your way. phone or something? No uh, wait, wait, yeah, I got Bruce Buffer. If not, I can play it on mine and see if you guys can see it. Yeah, yeah. You're yeah. giving him all this advertising. He must love you. Shit. Yeah. It, uh, if Adam can't pull it up, I can pull it up, Adam. It's I can't up pull you. it up. You, you pull it up. I, you all right, let me see if you guys can see this before I hit play. I'll turn it up, too, here. Let me see if you, you you'll be able to see that, that right? See yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to take the blur off, I guess. But either way, here we go. Bruce Buffer's Closet Organization Incorporated. Have a messy closet? Well, it's time to let Bruce Buffer come out and organize it for you. The Buffer guarantee is that Bruce will not come out of the closet until it's organized to perfection. Hell, Bruce won't be coming out of the closet even after it's organized to perfection. 
That's the buffer promise, and that's the buffer difference. Well, Sean, <laughs> I don't know. You know I don't think he's you know, gonna pay me any money, but no, you know someone hired him one time to break up with somebody. <laughs> What's that? He did a cameo and broke up with somebody one time. Like a girl found that was him. great. Did he? Yeah, and hired him to break up with a, the guy. Yeah. Oh, I was gonna say I know he didn't break up with a girl, but he must, <laughs> that's the only way he's breaking up the girls on cameo. <laughs> All right, so December fourth to the tenth, I will be at the LA Comedy Club. It's a strat. Uh, thank you guys so much. You guys are the best. Have a great weekend. See you guys. Thanks, look.